Please note that there are technical problems with the audio recording for this dialogue. Please excuse the poor quality of the sound. Museum of the Moving Image welcomes you to the Pinewood Dialogues Online, an archive of conversations with innovative creative figures in film, television, and digital media. Visit Museum of the Moving Image in New York City or online at www.movingimage.us. So I just wanted to start by asking you about the source material based on a collection of short stories in 2000 that you came across. So first I discovered the country. I went to Haiti. A few years ago, four years ago, in fact, to meet people who were there at that moment. And you know, when you arrived in this country, you are obviously shocked by what you discover because in the same times you have uh, the feeling to see very terrible thing with violence with the misery with the uh, sort of uh, disesperance despair 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 okay thank you and uh, and in the same time i had a feeling to be in so in front of a sort of lost paradise where you know you you feel a way of living a way of speaking which is very uh, right people like to speak with with you and you you never know when you go out in a in a street in Port-au-Prince if you're going to hear a gunshot or meet someone who will talk to you for two or three hours and just take time to just enjoy life and so when i left the country for the first time i i knew that i would come back i didn't know i would make a film but i knew I, it was a place where i that touched me a lot that moved me a lot and on the plane back to to paris i i, I bought the, the 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 book by daniela ferriere in port-au-prince and i began to read the book uh, at the very beginning of the, of the travels and couldn't sleep during the whole night and just wrote the book. And the day after, I, I knew that I would like, uh, I would enjoy to make a film from, from this novel. What was uh, your view? What I'm really interested in is, is the view the film takes of the characters. It's very complex, I think, very interesting. It's not easily sympathetic characters, they're, they're very complicated. And I, want, I want to really ask both of you. About Brenda, about this um, woman, this character, Charlotte Rambler's character, casting judgment on her. Uh, I want to know maybe what you both felt, maybe from your standpoint as a writer, and then when you got the script, and then how you decided to interpret it. For me, those two women uh, impressed me because they are obviously wearing a mask. And I think they, they believe that they are the, 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 the person they, they show at the beginning of the film. For, for Brenda, she is a, this kind of a very romantic uh, teenager who, who is arriving here with the, the feeling that she can meet her prince 
a charming print of his. And this, right, she, she looks like a teenager right, for me. And in the same time, when, as soon as she makes her, her first monologue, her monologue, you, you, you can be sure that she, she hides herself something about herself, which is what, what she's coming here for. And I like all the time it takes to, to, to take out the mask and so that she can accept the woman she is. It means a woman that is uh, in love, a woman that, that was so frustrated by, by her life that uh, she needed this journey to, to accept her and accept that she is someone who is desiring. She's uh, not in, she thinks she has to be in love for um, fulfillment, which is what leads her to Haiti under those circumstances. And she's not able to recognize that she's entitled to desire and to do what she needs to do to fulfill that. So she goes, falls in love, madly in love, like a teenager. What I like best about the script when I read it is how they, Ellen and Brenda switch at the end where you think Ellen is so cavalier. She's really deeply wounded and deeply in love. And it's the opposite for me. It's, I'm just, oh, that's all that was. Oh, well, now I'm free. You know, I can go and do life differently. I like that aspect of it when I read the script very much. Could you tell us about some of the challenges uh, in preparing yourself to play the role? Did you go back? Did you go back to the source material? You... No, it's not in English. Mm -hmm. So I, I only had the script. Mm -hmm. So I, I wasn't privileged to read the. It's not translated into yeah. English, unfortunately. <laughs> so she so just obeyed. That's what? I just obeyed. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you view Brenda? I mean, were you sort of the film is sort of questioning, obviously questioning her romances. And, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, American. Yeah, it has to be I believable too. Yeah, I, I just found her very, very American. <laughs> just so throws herself into it yeah. without a lot of thinking about what she's actually doing. You mm -hmm. know, with a lot of preconceptions of, and her entitlement is misplaced. I think you know, she she thinks she's in madly in love, but she doesn't question it. And she just acts blindly and sort of leads him to this uh, dangerous place, Legba, you know. Right. I think Ellen is right. Her, 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 well, stupidity is a strong word, but her blindness to his situation, to his circumstances in the country, it, it's, she really kind of draws him into uh, getting a lot of notice, a lot of attention, which is not good for him there. Mm -hmm. One question, then we'll open it up to the audience. But I want to ask about how pervasive and how, how true this is, this portrait of sex, what you call sex tourism in Haiti. Is this, uh, you know, how exaggerated is it? How, how true is it? Right. In fact, in, in Haiti right now, you don't have any more tourism at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> but part of the film was shot, the hotel in fact was shot in that very common here that a woman comes here to be employed and fulfills the sort of sexual that they can't fulfill in their own countries. When I was telling people the story, two people said they knew other people who were 
doing this. One woman had taken her pension fund and bought horse farm in Jamaica. <laughs> her, her boyfriend was running it. You know, so it, 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 you know, and another person had another similar story. So it was, you know, people were, it was totally believable. And most, uh, historically, most of the women who comes, who, who came, who <laughs> or Brits were uh, American or uh, Canadian. It was not a place where, where the, the European were coming. Okay, you have a question right there? No, I had a oh, comment. Okay. I disagree with your take on America, by the way. I thought it was a pro-feminist film. I think the mask that you described it is necessary because when I was growing up, Girls who had fun were called stucks, and it's still that way a lot, and so they had no choice but to wear a mask and conveniently and intelligently go down to these, these islands. And how is she supposed to know the complexity of the politics down there? Uh, I think she was sweet and loving. I don't think she was stripped out for herself. We're all self-serving to some degree. And if she was sweet and loving, how is she supposed to know how corrupt and racist? So the question, in a way, is that it's a pro-feminist film and a showing of I women's, women's desires. You're dealing with, uh, I think as you said, maybe a few films about women in their 40s or over and their sexual desires. And that this character wouldn't know that political ramification. Uh, what what the, the cop said at the, at the end of the, of the film when he says tourists never die, or he doesn't want to accept that uh, uh, Charlotte uh, Ellen could be involved in the death of uh, uh, Legba, even if she tries to tell him that right, that's maybe her fault. I think when you are a tourist, you never. Uh, really share anything with the country in which you are. Let's take some other questions. You always managed to get really incredible performances in all of your films, and uh, the scene, one of the scenes that stood out in this was early on uh, when Brenda is dancing on the beach with the younger boy, and um, Legbud jumps up, and you see on Charlotte Rampling's face first surprise and then hurt, and then she tries to cover up and put on a smile, and I'm wondering about your uh, your method or your technique for your okay. yeah, question about your working method with actors. So we see so many different emotions going on. You seem to also like um, long, long takes, long shots, where you can see things unfold. It's really rare to have. Uh, there's 15 scenes in the movie, roughly, so we would go to location and spend days there, which is very unusual. Usually, you go to location for half a day move to another location, next day is another location, and you never get used to it, you just sort of, you know, truck around. Uh, this is different, so you could actually get acclimated to your location, to your, um, to the people you were working with. It was very different, it's a very different way of working. Just on a shot-by-shot -shot basis, it also seems like the, the, the shots are a bit longer that, that you read that they want give you space to have things unfold. And have yeah, many takes, which is a... Many you know, separate things. Many, many takes of the... Many takes of the... Give me a number of you know, 
you know, compared to you know, shooting here, you get three. Okay. Or if you're really in trouble. And this is, you know, six, seven, eight, sometimes more. This is for Laurent. How much instruction do you think? Aside from doing other things. I don't know. Uh, do He's very particular. Very particular because he knew what he was seeing. It, when you're an actor, you never know. I don't watch daily, so I don't know how I'm appearing. So he knows what he's seeing. He knows what he wants to see. And he, and he guides you into giving him what he wants to see. And it can be very specific or it can be just a, a suggestion. But I like the specificity of it. The more detailed he was, the better the results. I love to be told what to do. You know, and, and it, it worked. And this is another part of the, of the work we had together with all the actors. Uh, was that one week before the study shooting, we we were all together on the set, and we wrote the, the script, and we changed all what we needed to change. We <coughs> rehearsed some scenes, and. We had a lot of time to speak. Usually, I, I rehearse much more than that before. It was so difficult to with someone in New York, someone in uh, Montreal, me in, in Dominican Republic, uh, others in Porto Prince. So it was very difficult to have everybody uh, together for a long time. But for one week, even more than one week, ten days, we stayed together and first. Uh, learn to know each other, which is for me really important. I can't imagine to arrive on the first day of shooting and say, ah, so it's you. And that is, uh, everybody knows each other. And I think that's maybe the, the most important thing for me. How do you cast characters? Um, I came in New York and uh, someone showed me a lot of uh, cassette of different women from uh, of this uh, type. <laughs> I met her and we discussed for, for an hour first. And I thought it would be the one, and she came back another uh, second time with the scene, the monologue, in fact. And she made the monologue in front of the camera. And I was really, you know, close to, to, to cry at the end, so I thought, that's her. And since you mentioned that there were changes made during the, the rehearsal process, that you changed the script, what, what, was, what was the nature of that? What were you learning and changing in that early process? Alright, on this part of the film, mm -hmm. we mainly changed some dialogues because of the translation, because of uh, the fact that I don't understand English as well as some others do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this... Subtleties. Uh, Subtleties. Uh, very difficult for, for me to, to analyze. And uh, Karen Charlotte uh, were discussing a lot on, on the translation of the words that, that one should use or not use. And, and we made a lot of change on that level. Usually in my other film, 
uh, I wear it much more and there are bigger, bigger changes. Karen, I just wanted to ask you one thing about the process. In, in a film that's so much about <coughs> sexuality, it's one of the main themes. Is there an awareness of, of your body and sexual desire? And, and how does this affect your acting process here as a self consciousness? Does it make you more self conscious that you could be in a different kind of role? It was what the movie was about. So right. I knew that when I read it. It was, it was really clear that that was what it was about. So it was nice to have a chance to go through all that. Mm -hmm. You know, usually you have an aspect of your sexuality. You know, you either lost it or you or you're hiding it or you are flaunting um, it. It's always like a little sliver of you. You're allowed to play one aspect of it. But you go the whole gamut. You know, she looks terrible in a lot of scenes. And Brenda, you know, and then she looks, she, when she's dancing, you think, you know, she looks very different throughout all of, she's, you know, it's a fully realized sexual portrait, right. you know, rather than just a little aspect, this piece of, this, you know. What was that dancing scene like to do? That was really hard. It was really hard to do because um, the, it, the, the, the music is so, requires that type of dancing that you don't really do, um, you know, in this country. <laughs> it's, it's it, you know, a lot of muscles that I've never used. You know, a lot of really, really, you know, it's just very sore. <laughs> tonight, and it was a night shoot, which is always a little difficult, you know, so we were up all night long, you know. It's great music, though, so it was easy to do, but I suffered after. <laughs> Sounds like a hard shoot. Sorry. It sounds like a different poster. Over here. I think I paid attention. And all I know about Brenda is that she's 45 and she has an orgasm. She takes what she wants. Did I miss anything about her background? That's my question. Because she's so absolutely only present in the present. We don't seem to be able to go back into any kind of a history at all. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Does she have a family? Does she have a house? Okay, how do you think about breakfast? Uh, we had discussed it, you know, when we had gotten together. We, we understood it. I think it was understood between the cast and, and uh, she had a husband and no children and she had a very comfortable life in Atlanta and uh, just was unlucky. You know, just kind of went on vacation, like you know, middle class, middle class people can do. Found themselves in Haiti, and then that's when the story takes over. And I think it's just so that at that turning point in her life, when she needs like, well, when she goes to Haiti, it's everything. There's no point in going back and sliding through uh, history. That's boring. You know, it, it doesn't really help me, to be honest. But I didn't miss it. You didn't miss it? <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it was a but information, <laughs> information. Her, her past, we know this particular afternoon in which she met Legba for the first time three years ago. Right. That's the, the beginning of her, her story is here. Okay, that's that's okay. Exactly the Tell us about your first view. You said you don't watch the Tell us about your experience here. 
For listening, the Pinewood Dialogues at Museum of the Moving Image are made possible by generous support from the Pannonia Foundation. To learn more about the museum, visit www.movingimage.us.